Well, hey, everybody, welcome to Q on Q for this week. I apologize for a couple day delay here. I wanted to originally drop this on Monday, but uh, life kind of caught up with us here and we got a little bit behind and I'm grateful for you sticking it out and waiting for this one to post. So we're nearing the middle of summer here, at least on the calendar, but uh, summer really is kind of nearing an end here in our household. We start a band camp this week and once marching band activities ramp up, we get pretty busy. So um, yeah, what a busy few weeks we've had. Uh, last week, we took out some hedges and patio stones and cleaned up our pool area, got lots of video work done. Um, our daughter was at the beach last week, had a great time away. Um, we're admittedly not beach people, but <laughs> she had a great time, and uh, I think she wants to go back. So things are going really, really well here. Well, we've arrived at episode 47, and it's part five, the last part of our best summer ever series. I must say, I've been so incredibly blessed putting these five episodes together. Uh, it's been an incredible opportunity to reflect, a time of challenge, and a time of personal growth this summer. And I hope that it's helped you along the way. If you haven't had the opportunity to check out the first four parts of the series, give them a listen. Remember, you can always find them on qonq.com or through most major podcast providers. But Here's what you missed, or if you did tune in, here's a quick recap. So part one was take a walk, and I focused on why it's important to keep your health, and I mean all aspects of your health, in check so that you can do God's work in your life. You can't fulfill your calling if your vessel isn't in good working order, and I talked about the importance of physical health, spiritual health, mental health, and relational health. In part two, it was work in the garden, and we talked about how important it is to plant a seed, and that included my interview with Skylar Wingate Massey from Plant a Seed Children's Partnership. That one was a good one. Part three was make stuff, why creativity is important and why we should use our calling to get involved, do things, and make stuff. And last week, part four was family game night, taking a look at pursuing your calling while still maintaining the work-life balance that we've been called to try to follow. So the title of this week's episode is Nap Time. And to be honest, you're probably wondering where I'm going with this. And no, I'm not just going to sit here and tell you that naps are good, though they really are. They're fabulous. And as I get older, I find myself using them more and more and more. No, today I'm here to go beyond the topics of the past two weeks. In episode three, I talked about why we're called to create and why it's important for us to follow that calling. And last week, I talked about finding balance in a time that always seems so busy. So this week, I want to ask this. What if you find your calling? What if you start creating? And what if you just can't find the balance that's needed? Or what if you just get to a point where you feel like you need to step away? I have to make a confession to you all. For the longest time, and even still some now, sometimes I quit too soon. For certain projects or certain situations, I've quit when what I really needed to do was press on and press through. Sometimes it's because I've grown tired of struggle. You know, you get tired of just trying. There'll be times when you're doing everything you know to do and you still don't see any movement. I mean, look at what the Israelites did in the book of Joshua. God basically delivered Jericho into their hands, but the Israelites had to obey and put their foot down to receive it. Here's the grand conundrum in all of this that most of us experience. What do you do when what God says doesn't match up with what you see? Or even more so, what do you do when all you see is a big wall standing between your promise and your present situation? This is where the easy solution is to just give up, me included. 
When we don't see the progress we might be expecting. Maybe we say, hey God, throw me a bone here. Show me a little something, even just a hint. The Israelites walked around Jericho for six days, and as far as they could tell, nothing happened. I'm sure it unnerved the people behind the wall, but as far as the walkers could tell, not one brick fell. In all this, God said, walk by faith. Obey the calling you've been given. Trust my timing and my provision. And just how many blessings do we miss because we throw up our hands in the middle of the battle and say, just forget it. I'm done. I'm sure many of you have heard the famous saying from Vince Lombardi, winners never quit and quitters never win. You won't win if you quit too soon. There's many breakthroughs, successes, and victories that only come after what seems like sometimes fruitless effort. Hours, days, might be weeks, years, even decades sometimes of waiting and working and waiting some more. It can really take a toll. And let's be honest, it's hard to keep going when everything inside you is screaming, Stop! While there's times that maybe ending a pursuit of something or stepping away might be necessary, there's many more times when we need to remain in the ring and just keep fighting. Many people leave and lose when victory is right around the corner. Here's the deal. Anytime you start to feel this way about something, anytime you're ready to throw in the towel, anytime you're just about ready to quit, even though the time may not be right, I think of this saying that I've heard thousands of times. Never ever allow yourself to make permanent decisions based on temporary circumstances. I want to say that again. Never ever allow yourself to make permanent decisions based on temporary circumstances. The number one thing the enemy would like to get us to do is quit. Could be something simple like a job or an activity. Okay, maybe those aren't simple, but maybe it's something way bigger like your lifelong dream or your faith relationship or maybe even your marriage, or in some extreme circumstances, your will to live. You could decide to quit fighting and just give in. When you think about quitting, then you begin to talk about quitting. Thoughts are often accompanied by words of what you're thinking, and then eventually, that is followed up with actions. And be assured that eventually, if you've talked about it enough, and you've thought about it enough, you will quit. So how do we know when we should step away from something and when we're just letting ourselves get the best of ourselves? I'm here to tell you that 99% of the time, it's probably more like 99.999% of the time, that you feel like you want to quit, you don't have to, and you probably shouldn't. Let's think for a minute about the morality side of quitting, something that you've begun. I think it's very important to realize, especially in this situation, that sometimes quitting can demonstrate a sign of weakness. But at other times, it might signify strength of character and faith. Let's take, for example, a teenager who signs up for an activity, gets a prominent position, and then just before the home opener wants to quit because he or she was not put in the starting lineup and doesn't think it's fair. Okay, you're welcome to have your own opinion about that. But we've always told our kids that if they signed up for something, unless there was some incredibly large, legitimate, moral reason why they shouldn't continue, they need to stick with it until they fulfilled their obligation or till the activity's completed. Let's say there were issues with some character degradation or decisions being made by the coach that were hurting people, maybe questions of morality and how operations were being handled, then there might be grounds for stepping away. 
And I can't tell you that there's always an easy answer. I know you probably get tired of hearing that from me week after week. But I want to take a moment and think about these two kinds of quitting. Sometimes our desire to quit something signifies a weakness. Maybe it's a weakness of character or a weakness of our faith or trust. Maybe an activity is difficult and demanding and we find ourselves disinterested or actually becoming lazy and failing to want to continue, so we just quit. Well, first, laziness is never a good reason to quit anything. But even more than that, and I know this might be hard to hear, it's actually dishonorable to the leaders, to the organizers, and to the other participants. What if something is painful? And I don't mean like you have a broken leg and you're being forced to do sports painful, but maybe like, you know, you need to do a little workout. and Instead, you decide, I think a mani-pedi and a box of ho-hos would be easier. <laughs> well, that shows a lack of discipline. And really, it's a sign of weakness. Or what if something is boring, though it's fruitful? And we find we're getting so addicted to lots of stimulation that we're just simply unwilling to allow ourselves to get bored in any bit. So we quit. Or here's a hard one. We're used to being the big fish in the little pond, and suddenly we don't get the praise and center of attention recognition that we're used to. And frankly, I very much like to get applause, recognition in the moment, in the spotlight. We all do. But what if we take that as the only thing we're expecting. And since we don't get it, we decide to quit the activity no matter how helpful it is to us or how helpful we are being to other people because I want to go somewhere where I can get more praise and applause. Imagine if there was a way to look back at past mistakes and see just how close we were to succeeding when there were times we just gave up. You'd see every time you stopped running when the finish line was just around the corner, You'd see every time you stopped pushing on when you were just about to break through. Unfortunately, many times we give up just when we should have persevered a little bit longer. And I'm not telling you here in any way to dwell on the past. Please don't take it that way, because we should never live holding on to what has gone behind us. However, I think that for a lot of us, myself included, failure isn't really the problem. It's a decision to quit right when we're on the cusp of a breakthrough. I want to share something personal about some of the things I've gone through in life the past few years. I'm a school teacher, and I'm just about to start my 25th year in the classroom. And being a teacher right now is really hard. Um, there were times in the past few years that I didn't know if I'd make it to 25. Hard days, circumstances that could have honestly driven anybody from the profession. Days when I felt like I was more of a babysitter than a mentor. Those days are hard. And when there are options in your path, it makes the quit option seem that more tempting. I have, for a lack of a better term, lots of irons in the fire. And I don't think at this time that God is calling me to any of those in a mega big full-time kind of capacity. Not yet, at least. But what if I had just said, you know what, that's it. This is hard. I don't need this anymore. I quit. I'm just going to do something else. What if it wasn't the time? What if I was walking away from my calling because I allowed the negative circumstances to overwhelm the impact that I was making in the lives of the young people I had the privilege to work with every day? I'm not going to lie. Teaching is a hard profession, and it is truly a calling. And there were times in the past few years that gave me every reason to walk away and never look back. But then I get a note like I did at the end of the school year, and I won't identify the student, but the note simply said, and I'll paraphrase here, 
something to the effect of, you have changed my life forever. And when I get notes like that, I know that I'm in the right place because I'm making a difference. Right now, it's not time to say, I quit. So you're probably asking, how did I know? Well, the biggest thing I relied on was prayer. I've always been a firm believer that God will make it plainly obvious when something is going to change in your life, whether it be by confirmation from others or some unique means, other opportunities that line up and present themselves. But I just prayed, God, I'm having a hard time here. I want to walk away, but I know what your will is for my life. Show me the path that you want me to take. If the path that I'm on right now is not the one I should continue on. And I waited and I prayed and I waited some more. And in that time, God has opened numerous doors and opportunities and creative outlets for me. This podcast, working on a devotional book right now. Um, I'm working as a, a news reporter for a Christian radio organization. I'm doing video projects, all these things, writing music that's getting published. And I firmly believe that one day those things will turn into something more. But that's not right now. So let me go back a few paragraphs ago and reflect on using that thought process. I told myself a hundred times I was going to quit. Right when I was on the edge of a breakthrough. But since I've stuck it out, those opportunities I mentioned have increased and are starting to become something more real. My faith life is stronger my work-life balance is really more in check. My marriage is stronger. Instead of just quitting, I reprioritized and did what I needed to do at the time. And I know my situation is not your situation. It's hard to sit back and wait and trust that everything is going to be okay. And you're going to know what the right decision is to make. And honestly, in the times when I thought about stepping away, nobody would have ever blamed me or thought any less of me because of some of the things I experienced. But I would always have known that I just gave up and didn't continue to fight for the profession that I love more than anything else. But how do we remain positive and focused when chaos is all around us? It's easier to not give up when you see the light at the end of the tunnel, but forcing yourself to push through without really seeing the fruits of your labor is much more difficult. In order to make it through, your desire to succeed has to outweigh the process. Let me say that again. Your desire to succeed has to outweigh the process. And a lot of times, the process is painful or leaves us with unanswered questions. But we know the process is necessary and we have to trust it. So let's flip the tables a little bit. I said I was going to hit two parts of this here. There might be situations you encounter where quitting may be the very best thing you can do and may require enormous courage and a high degree of character and faith. Let's say whatever it is you're doing provides you with lots of notoriety and popularity, but very little opportunity to grow or serve others. Or maybe you're involved in a job that you find out requires you to compromise your behavior or mix in shady dealings. Those types of circumstances where you're not giving up just because are times you're walking away because of your morals or your call to serve. And I don't think they're all bad. You often hear the phrase, don't be a quitter. And yes, it's true, as I've said before, we don't just want to give up because. But there might truly be times when it's necessary. But what if you've made a commitment? What if you feel that walking away is breaking a contract or an oath or a promise? Well, sometimes we do have to look at all aspects and see how our departure would affect things overall. 
However, in most cases, we can't allow our departure to be swayed by what might be left behind. What if I did leave the teaching profession? Well, I firmly believe that God will send the right person to take that position over. And I feel I have things organized and laid out and a legacy that's been established over the last 24 years that somebody can come in and continue that. But I think it all comes down to this. God's infinite ways don't often make sense in our finite minds. The choices you make when you feel God's nudge will become the hinges on which your destiny swings. Remember what I said earlier about the city of Jericho? The city was tightly shut, and sometimes it can feel like our promises are the same way. That isn't a sign for us to give up. Today, you might be on lap number seven around your Jericho and not even know it. Imagine if they had stopped on day six and said, what are we doing? Nothing has fallen. Not doing this anymore. We look ridiculous. I'm going home. What would have happened? They would have missed the blessing that came that following day. I wonder how many times I've missed out on the blessing God had for me or what God had for someone else in a situation or activity because I stopped too soon. Because I quit before my involvement in whatever it is was supposed to be done. I can't sit here and tell you that I always stick it out and that I've never quit anything. I struggle with this every day. I think I'm getting better at it. But one of the biggest strategies I've used is, before committing to something, taking a look at the whole picture as best as I can. Asking myself some questions. Why? Why get involved? Why agree to this? Why commit? Do I feel called to this? Is this part of how I can serve? Is it for fame or for a few extra bucks? Is it going to take me away from my family? Is it within my scope of talent or will I need to learn things? Who am I helping? Who am I hurting by saying yes? Who would I help or hurt if I said no? Who would I hurt if I say yes, but then quit? And I know that's a lot of questions, a lot of things to consider. And maybe you're in a situation or an activity or an environment right now and you're thinking, I want to quit. I didn't ask those questions at the beginning. I didn't think about those things. Or maybe something's arisen that is causing you to think that way. And after hearing what I've shared, you might be wondering whether the time and circumstances are right for you to quit or if you should just hang on and persevere. Or maybe you're even more confused than ever. And I know you're going to hate hearing this, but I don't have the answer for you on what you should do. Because every situation is unique. And that's a personal decision that only you will know how to answer. But I will tell you this. You will know the right answer when you do and consider a few things first. Pray about what is bothering you. Sitting and considering it yourself or only with one other person doesn't always help you make your decision. Ask God to give you clarity, insight, and wisdom into the situation. And please make sure you consider all circumstances. What would you be giving up? What progress would be lost? Where would you be? How will this affect the overall situation? And how does your morality come into play? There comes a time when quitting looks good. Usually it's when problems seem insurmountable and when giants seem unconquerable. (laughs) Sometimes it's when defeat seems inescapable and victory seems impossible, leaving escape to seem like the only realistic option. When that time comes, I'd encourage you to pause before making any decision. Sometimes God is sending us a new direction. Sometimes we're going to step away from something we're doing because he's calling us there. I would always encourage you to pause 
before making any decision. And that's where the title of this week's episode comes in, in case you've been wondering. When you find yourself in that situation, take a nap. Okay, maybe not literally, but figuratively. Sleep on it. Weigh all the circumstances. Cover it in prayer. Allow God to show you some things. Remember the phrase I said earlier? Never, ever allow yourself to make permanent decisions based on temporary circumstances, and certainly not on emotions that may just arise for a quick fleeting moment. If your circumstances or situation call you to step away, so be it. But remember, never allow your emotions or those around you or your feelings in the moment to cause you to quit before when you know you shouldn't. Hey, I want to pray for all of us before we go this week. Lord, thank you for every hour you give to me. I would ask that you help me and help everyone listening in the sound of my voice to enjoy each and every moment. Give us patience with the decisions that we make. Give us wisdom to see each circumstance for what it is. I pray that I will seek your counsel in every decision, and I pray that everyone in the sound of my voice will do the same so that we have the wisdom to make the right choice and be patient when we feel like we should step away. Amen. Well, friends, this brings an end to our best summer ever series. I'm kind of sad about this. I have loved putting these together. I hope that I've been able to encourage and challenge you along the way and that you're able to incorporate at least one thing from this series into your life. Um, for now, we'll be taking a short break here as Bandcamp is taking center stage in the schedule, and we're going to savor these last few weeks of summer break as it gives us an opportunity to retool and get ready for some big things launching in the fall. Um, so for now, we say have a wonderful rest of your summer. See you back here in just a few weeks. And as always, thank you again for listening and supporting this podcast, and we will see you back here next time when we'll have more for you on cue.